You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stuart Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Hope you're all doing well. My name is Stu Whiffin, sitting opposite me always, Blake Harrison. Good morning, sir. Morning, mate. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm going to do the little head tilt. How are you, mate? Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, I, I'm fine, but I, uh, I, for the first time ever, I have the Rona. So, uh, yeah, so uh, that's that sucks because uh, my half marathon is is tomorrow, and I'm um, I'm not allowed to do it. So uh, that sucks. that really, really, really sucks. But looking at the bright side. Yeah, health. It's it's been fine. Like one day where I felt a little bit rough, but other than that, I've been absolutely fine. So health wise, that's all good. Family are all good. So yeah, got to try and see the the positives and everything. But uh, but yeah, it does suck that the older uh, the half marathon's now not going to happen for me. But, oh um, man! But good luck to everyone doing that. London Landmarks Half Marathon. As we're recording this on Saturday, I don't know when it's coming out, but but is tomorrow. Loads of people going to be raising loads of money for charity and doing. A fantastic thing. So good luck to everyone out there doing the London Landmarks Half Marathon tomorrow. Um, yeah, sadly, I won't be there. But we've we've got other good things to talk about because we've got a mate on the show returning. Scroobius Pip, how you doing, mate? I'm good. I'm good. How are both of you guys? Or oh, I've just heard how both of you guys are, so that was a bad, bad start. Well, it's good to have you back on. Good to be here. Uh, Brian, obviously, we, we try and get Brian along for these uh, pre, pre-shows. pre um, Brian can't make it today, but it's lovely to have... Uh, he heard he heard Blake had, yeah. had COVID and refused, yeah. to, refused to turn up on Zoom. Today's episode... I mean, before, um, but before we, 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 we look ahead, today's show is obviously... Um, pre-273 and oof, what a card it is but um i just want to quickly just talk about um hats off to matt brand right last week oh, that mate. was that was, was some amazing, scrap right it? it really was yeah incredible scrap um yeah just what a legend it's yeah been going for such a long time now and still putting on yeah. and it was in his home state wasn't it it was in mm. ohio do mm. i mean obviously he didn't get the win, did he? Barbarina got the got the win in a very very close fight, but uh, but yeah, I mean, 
it's still just an it was felt like a real throwback fight didn't it it mm. felt like something from i don't know like the, the 2011 or something like that it felt like a, an awesome yeah. throwback throwback fight I, it, it was exactly yeah. that it, it it felt like that point that the sport was becoming professional but still had that just blokes going out Definitely. and scrapping vibe. So like, it's not that the skill was low. The skill was there. Yeah. These two were wily yeah. veterans, but they went out and just had a scrap. There was no, as you said, Blake, how close it was. There was no thinking about the scores, no thinking about any of that. It was just, let's fight for 15 minutes and then have So a have any of you seen the kind of thing that got presented and thrown around socials? How much... There is to it, I don't know, but about the possibility of Matt Brand Nick Diaz. I mean, I saw people asking yeah, for it. Like, I don't know if there was anything more than that, if it was just a bit of fan hype, but uh, thoughts on that? I mean, I, I don't, to, to be honest, I'm not interested in seeing Nick Diaz fight again. Um, I don't know what your, your, your boys' thoughts are. You see, I am. I thought he looked amazing in his last one, I loved it. So, but again, I want to see him in fights not against contenders mm. or anything. So Matt Brown is a a perfect thing. Robbie Lawler was a perfect matchup. I I don't want to see him taking up, slowing sure. down a division or getting in the way or stopping anything, or getting smashed by these young up and coming fighters. But a Matt a, a Matt Brown scrap, I'd be w- well up for that. They're blatantly going to respect yeah. each other, aren't they? They're going to be fans of each other. So I'd be I'd be well up for that. Wow. But. I know I think both of you guys weren't a fan of, of Nick's last no. one, right? His comeback. Uh, no, I, I was worried about the mental aspect of it leading up to the fight. Mm. And then for the first, like, what was it, like, minute or minute and a half, he looked terrible. And then, yeah. and then it, it clicked. clicked. And his and hands it, started and I was going, like, oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Nick Diaz, let's go. That was it. It was the ride f- for me. It was that, oh, I'm not sure if he's got it. If he'd come out looking amazing from the start, it wouldn't have been as special. But exactly that, Blake, I was watching thinking, oh, is this going to be bad? And then when a couple of punches came together and then like a four-punch combo, and then you're like, oh, there he yeah. is. No one no one does it quite like yeah. him. But I mean, yeah. look, if, 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 if Nick Diaz ever comes back, I mean, that was such a long layoff. It was like five, six years, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Such a yeah. long layoff. If he does come back, then... They're the fights I want to see. I want to see Matt Brown or Cowboy Cerrone. I mean, mm. to be my ideal situation, if he was still in the UFC, sadly, is not would be like a Diego Sanchez because you're mm. like these guys really are like. If Diego Sanchez beats Nick Diaz, Nick Diaz should never fight again. But Diego Sanchez mm. is someone where Nick Diaz could genuinely, I think, have, have a go. I still, I think Matt Brown. I think Matt Brown's a heavy favorite in that fight. I'd say Cowboy's probably a heavy favourite in a fight between them, anything like that. But I'm still interested to see it. Is that well? I mean, Dan Hardy. I'd mm. love to see Dan Hardy. But again, mm. two guys, guys yeah. that haven't fought much. Or They're the kind of fights I'd like to see Nick Diaz in. Big names, big money, big um, fan favourites and fan interest. But let's not kid ourselves. There's no way in hell he's ever going to be some kind of contender again or anything like that. And that's no. the thing. And if you've got Nick Diaz against any welterweight kind of legend name, a welterweight that's like 35 plus or something like that, propping up two title fights or something like that on a pay-per-view card, whoever's the paper, whoever's the title holders in those pay-per-view are going to be loving it because mm. you know that's yeah. going to get extra revenue. So he's um, definitely got, a, there's a spot there for him. 
but only if he wants it. Mentally, does he really want to be there? That's the most important question. Imagine this. Nick Diaz steps up and solves the problem between this last fight on the contract for his little brother, Nate, who can't leave the fucking company. Imagine it. Imagine Nick turns around and goes, oh, you're at welterweight now. I'm sure they scrap constantly in the gym. Just went, all right, I'll be your opponent. It'll do huge money. Oh, that would amazing. be insane. Imagine um, it. Okay, one other thing I just wanted to mention um, before we get on to uh, the, the, this upcoming uh, UFC card. Um, big love to the team at Cage Warriors. It was Cage Warriors Manchester last night. Uh, some absolute mm. belting scraps on there. Big love to former guest Matt Bonner, um, who, uh, who had a, a fantastic win last night. Good to see him back with a W. Um, and... Big love to Cage Warriors for giving us some tickets to give away and uh, got some pictures from from our competition winners uh, sent over, having a lovely time at Cage Warriors Manchester last night. So uh, so props, gents, lovely. and I uh, hope you had a, a lovely time. Anyway, we're going to start at the top of the card, right? Yes. Zombie versus Volk. Who wants to, who wants to lead with this? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean it's... Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's there's always the shadow of this was supposed to be Max Holloway in this fight. Mm-hmm. Is Korean Zombie a mm-hmm. fun fighter that's going to bring it? Absolutely. Has he got a chance? Sure. But I think Volkanovski is up there, maybe just underneath Usman as the top pound for pound guy in the UFC at the moment. So... We, we were we were hoping for this iconic Holloway fight. Holloway's looked so great since his losses to, to Volkanovski. And we've got the Korean Zombie. Again, fun fight, but I can't imagine there being too much for for that, that should trouble Volk, really. I mean, Zombie struggled in those really big fights. He's lost against Aldo. He's lost against Ortega. The Yair Rodriguez fight is the interesting one. Because I think he was winning that fight until the absolute final second yeah, of the fight yeah. when Yair put that ridiculous elbow on his chin, that lean down upward elbow uh, that, you know, was one of the knockouts of all time. And it's incredible. So other than that, Zombie does win. He, he does beat everyone else. I was going to say, even with Aldo, he did his leg. Mm. It, it, like it was in, obviously it was an injury from striking, but it still it wasn't like a yeah a clear a clear thing that turned that one round. For me, I feel sorry for Volkanovski. Like I definitely think he's going to win, but he's only ever in brutal scraps. Right? You look at both the Holloway ones. You look at the Ortega one, and Korean Zombie is someone that he's hard to get out of there, and he comes he comes to fight. So I completely agree. I think Volk has got so many... I think Volk has to be the heavy, heavy favourite, but I think we're in for another brilliant, long scrap. I could be wrong, but it feels like that's what we're going to get again. And Volk could do with a a quick win to show off how great he is, rather than, you're amazing. You did a 25-minute bloody battle that was a really close close decision. It's like, come on, mate. Give him a night off. (laughs) I, I kind of sit between you both there, insofar as... I I think Volk takes this and I think he, he, he puts him away quite early. 
Um, yeah, really? I, I, I think he's. I just think he's 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 on fire at the moment. I think he's. Nobody beats Max Holloway twice. Folks done that, you know, and 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 look at what he done to Ortega. Like literally destroyed it. Oh, yeah, maybe he lost the round, but like went to work on him and. And I think both of them fighters, uh, certainly Max, uh, are far better fighters than than Zombie. And and I think I think Volk hits hard. I think his movement's incredible. Um, I think we're going to have a brawl, and I think he's going to put him away in two. There you go. I've said it. Oh wow! I mean, that is. Oh, okay. I mean, if that happens, I think you're one of the only guys <laughs> to think it. I mean, good on you. But um, I agree with Pip. I think we're. I think the likelihood is is it's a Volkanovski decision victory. Mm. I think he's called the zombie for a reason. He doesn't get put away very easily. Mm. Volkanovski is not the... He's not got an array of, of, of finishes lately, but that's because he's fighting the best. He's fighting the best of the best. Mm. You could argue that there should have been a stoppage in that Ortega fight, definitely at the end of round three. Holloway, obviously, best of the best. Um, I don't... He didn't get a stoppage win over Aldo, did he? Trying to think, I'm gonna have to check that. But I mean, I know he stopped Chad Mendes, but then was Chad, you know, was Chad who? No, it was a decision over. So again, I think Volkanovski is the kind of guy that dominates, does those decisions. He's not necessarily a knockout artist. It's more the kind of peppering you with with the leg kicks, with the strikes, um, body shots as well, and mixing in takedowns and wrestling and ground and pound on top of that. He's one of the most well-rounded mixed martial artists, I think, in the UFC. Um, and I think Zombie's well-rounded as well. I mean, he's got good submission games, but and he's got probably... I think Zombie's got the power advantage. I would say that. But mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't see... Uh, the, the, Volkanovski's movement is something that's so good as well, with lateral movement, yeah. in and out, fast-paced. And for such a short guy, he's got an unbelievably long reach. And um, and yeah, I just I just don't unless Zombie can catch him with just one of those punches that can just anyone can get caught, anyone can get caught. Unless that happens, I just don't see how Zombie how Zombie's pathway to victory because I think anywhere the fight goes, Volkanovski is that little bit better than him. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just hope Volkanovski has prepared to fight. Chang Sung Jung and not the Korean Zombie because I think the Korean Zombie has changed a lot in the years and his nickname is deceptive. Like there was a point, <laughs> this is only for me and Blake, but there was a point in in the early two thousands where out of nowhere Millwall started being able to play a bit and we had players who could pass it around and were skillful. Everyone came to Millwall expecting a hard game, like a, a not the highest of skill, but a hard battle and the skill caught people off guard. And cause in Korean zombies first run before he had his time off to go and do his national service, he was just this, he's going to go in there and swing and it's going to be brutal. Since he's been back, he's been going toe to toe skill wise footwork, getting in and out. He's not just been going in there and being that hard nosed guy, that kind of put me out or I'll survive until you get exhausted kind of thing. Yai is a prime example yeah. of that. An absolute skill fighter he was against, and he outskilled him. So I think that's where a lot of fans 
get it wrong is the Korean zombie name is way too heavy on him now that people think, oh, he's just going to plod forward and take your strikes and, and keep going. But he's a skillful fighter these days. Yeah. Have to wait and see. I'm, I'm calling it. Um, ah, second round knockout. Was it specifically no, knockout no, we'll finish or finish? In a second. All right. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Listeners, I would not put money on that. <laughs> oh dear! The minute you was like, um, "What are you saying, knockout or finish?" And it, know that meme where you see Homer Simpson disappear into the bush. That was exactly what was going through my mind. Oh, yep. j- just to finish, Korean <laughs> Volk could be on his knees, and and zombie could throw an illegal knee to the head. And it, that would count as a finish. Well, that takes us on nicely. Uh, no, right. <laughs> Sterling Yarn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Indeed. I'm well excited for this. Because yeah. I, I, I think people are writing off Sterling t- too easily, personally. I do think Yarn was doing work on him. But I think Sterling, dis- Sterling despite all his bravado, is a very intelligent fighter. And he's got an very intelligent camp. And I think he will have learnt from what wasn't working in the last matchup. And um, yeah, I think I don't think it's going to be the the yarn whitewash that people, a lot of people, seem to be expecting because of how the last one went. I'll um, I'll agree with that just because I rewatched the fight the other day, and as much as I think Yarn is the superior fighter, and I expect Yarn to win this. The biggest factor in that fight for me was how unbelievably quick Sterling came out. And he gassed himself out. Mm. Now, if you watch rounds three and four, where Jan is just tripping Sterling all over the place and sort of embarrassing him a little bit, um, yeah. you could easily, having rewatched the fight, put that down to, yeah, but Sterling was so tired. And I don't think enough is spoken about how unbelievably fatigued Sterling made himself because of the pace he put on Jan in that first round. A pace that was nearly going to win him that first round, but then Jan got the knockdown. Because that's another factor. Not only Mm. is Jan, I think, a, a better striker, he's definitely got the power advantage as well. Sterling, you could argue, is the better grappler, but Jan is still really, really good. His wrestling takedown defense is really, really good. His his trips, yeah. that work in the clinch to get you on your back and then wrestle you, is incredibly good. I I think in in Jan, we could really be looking at someone that is a champion for a very long time. To beat Corey Sandhagen, to beat Jose Aldo down at Bantamweight, uh, to have that dominance over Sterling, regardless of whether he was fatigued or not. These are high, high elite level wins. And mm. you can't put two or three of those together if you're not legit. And he really is legit. We, I might get on to in the next fight, people talking about how high level some people are. When you look at their wins, you kind of question that. You can't question that with Jan. Um and I, I, I really believe Jan is, again, I, I, I would say pound for pound at the moment. And pound for pound is always a very weird, interesting kind of question. How, how do you measure pound for pound? But I would say you go Usman, Volkanovski, and then, I don't know, you're Adesanya or you're Jan, I think. And I, I would maybe mm. 
yeah, maybe I'd go, maybe I'd go Young because I think he's fought tougher competition. I don't think the middleweight division is as good as the as the bantamweight division. But that's kind of up for debate. But I, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I think Sterling's got to come out and be way more conservative with his cardio, and he might therefore push Yarn further than what he did last time. But I still don't think the outcome will be. Well, the outcome will be different because I don't think he's going to illegally knee him in the face. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I think ultimately, Jan is 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 going to win by a decision or a late stoppage. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Jan's boxing's different level as well. I think he's, you know, you you, you watch his sort of footage of him, just like his movement, just hitting pads and like and his speed and like I, I just think he's. He's, he's striking. Is uh, is a level above Sterling's personally boxing, um, yeah. and I, I I just I'd be interesting to see how this 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 fight works. I think this is possibly I don't know maybe the fight after before this is the one that I'm probably most interested in. But this is this is the one that I want to see. Peter Peter Arndt really excites me, and and I think he's uh, he's. Yeah, just because I love a boxer and I think his dirty boxing is incredible and I think I think he wins this and I think he wins it quite comfortably. You see, I've, I think another thing that's, that, that's going to change Aljo's approach to this is he's coming into this as the bad guy. Like in that first fight, they were both really celebrated fighters. He wasn't particularly ha- hated. Everyone seems to hate him now. And Aljo's strongest or, or or best chance of winning happens to be what the fans tend to hate, which is grinding out a wrestling win. So I think he'll be happy to go in there and just try and grapple him to death and ex- exhaust Yarn in those early rounds in the way he exhausted himself in the last round. He exhausted himself in the last fight by going and fighting in Yarn's world. And I think he'll come out and try and exhaust Yarn in his world in these early rounds, and then, yeah, see where that gets I, him. I, I think, I think Yarn will be comfortable there as well. Yeah, he may be. He may be. Do we move on to the fight that I think probably most of us are most excited about? It's the people's main event, isn't it? It is. This is the one. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I cannot wait. God, Stu, you go, because I know you're really excited about this as well. Well, I'm just looking at um, at, at, at Burnsy's record. He's fought some beasts. He really has. You forget, like... It's the most untested guy against the most completely, tested guy. Completely. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, really interested to see where, where, where this one goes. I mean... You know the the, the Chimaev hype train is is ridiculous, and it's and it's based on I don't know what it's all based on. We're we're, we're all on board and, and we're all loving it, but there's not huge amounts to back it up. You know, he talks a great game, and what we've seen of him is very impressive. But then, yeah, you know, every you, you've got to maintain that and obviously we're hearing from you know the likes of Till and that saying like you know this guy is different level I'm in the gym with him every day blah 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 but then he's out working like, Till <laughs> <laughs> some of them videos that some of them videos impressive. where you can see him and, and, and Gus <laughs> like just literally busting shit and then you can just see Till just sweating like a maniac struggling to pull out a crunch um, 
but uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> th- there's so much hype, and and you know, he sees these moment when obviously he's he's ragdolling and and chatting to to Dana as he's doing it. Like you know, it, it, it's what we all want as fans. We want that kind of circus. We love it. But just as I say, going through Burns's record, like. I just think that experience and fighting at that level, you know, on some of the biggest cards in in, in UFC history, fighting some of the biggest names in UFC, I think we've got a proper good test here. And uh, and it's, yeah, Mm. I I think let's see where this one goes. But I'm not going to make a call on it. I just, I can't. (sighs) No, I I don't think I can. Can I jump in? Go on, mate. Because I completely disagree. (laughs) Really? All of that. I think Burns's record is not that great. What? Yes. I like, I mean, I would say it's because he lost he lost to Hooker, isn't it? It's cuz Hooker's beaten him and Hooker's your boy. You're like, who the fuck is this? Well, no, this that guy? would make me say his record's great because he got beat by the best, <laughs> he got beat by Hooker. Um when yeah, yeah, you yeah. look at Burns's welterweight record, I mean, you got let me go through from from Olivia Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Evan Mercier, sure is he even still with the UFC? Mike Davis, unranked. Gunnar Nelson, yeah, okay, great. But, I mean, again, unranked, not a relevant welterweight currently. Um, Damian Meyer, very old, left the UFC a little while ago. Tyron Woodley, we've all seen what's happened to Tyron since the Kamara Usman fight. Stephen Thompson, oh, lost to Usman, obviously, which was always going to happen. And then Stephen Thompson is, I'd say, the only legit welterweight win on his record of any real note. And even that, you could say, Wonderboy is what, about 37 now? And his whole game is based on speed and explosivity. Father Time will is he's getting him. That, that, that could be the case. And Somebody don't like Gilbert Burns. It's not that I don't like Gilbert Well, Burns. it sounds like it to me, mate. <laughs> I just don't. I think there's a few records in that welterweight division where you look at it and go, 
Hang on a minute. You've not really. I mean, what's what's Colby's best wins in the world to weight division? Colby Covington, widely seen as like, and I agree with this at the moment. The second best welterweight in the division. Has he got mm. any massive welterweight victories? Like current top 10 welterweight victories? Not sure if he really has. And Gilbert Burns has yeah. got Wonderboy Thompson. And again, a 37-year-old Wonderboy whose whole game is based on speed and explosivity. Ah, just, I'm not, I'm not convinced. Does Burns beat Leon Edwards? I'm not convinced. Does does Burns do to Li Jingliang what Hamzat Shemaev did to Li Jingliang? I don't think so. There's there's loads of Sean Brady. I don't I don't think that Sean Brady is not looking at Gilbert Burns with fear. I I really mm. think there's there's a lot of unanswered questions about Gilbert Burns, and I don't look at his record and and think that highly of it despite the fact that he's fought for a belt and everyone seems to be saying god this is such a step up it's such a step up yeah maybe it is a step up to to Li Jingliang but you know what Hamzat Shemaev is really a middleweight that is cutting down to welterweight and Gilbert Burns is an ex-lightweight that stepped up to welterweight Hamzat Shemaev had a grappling match or a, a, a wrestling match with Jack Hermanson a while ago and smashed him I mean, I know Jack Hermanson would argue he's a different type of grappler. It wasn't like a jiu-jitsu match. It wasn't some whatever. But Hamzat Shemaev was grabbing older Jack Hermanson and throwing him around a, a ring. You, Gilbert Burns couldn't do that. And I really think Hamzat Shemaev could do to Gilbert Burns a similar thing as what he did to Li Jingliang. I know that Burns is obviously elite-level jiu-jitsu on the ground. Elite-level. If Hamzat's smart, he's probably going to want to keep it on the feet. And I know that Burns does have some power, but we've seen that Hamza has power. What he did to Gerald Mearshart with that one punch, boom, done. And I know it's just Gerald Mearshart, but there's just so much. The, the main thing about Hamza that I think must be mind-boggling for his opponents right now is he's a mystery. It, yeah, you can't watch watch tape on him and find his, his weaknesses. There aren't, there, there, him beating no, people up. He's finishing people so quickly. He's not giving people an opportunity to go, Oh, here's where you have a massive advantage over Hamzat. Here's where you could do that to Hamzat. And I think Hamzat is going to go in much bigger and heavier than Gilbert Burns. And I think he might even take him to the ground and say, I'm comfortable here and I'm going to pin you down and do something. I mean, I think that's the dangerous thing to do with Gilbert Burns. But I, I'm all aboard the Hamzat train. And, and I, I think it's going to steam through Gilbert Burns. Just looking through his record as well, this is five. It's, oh no, it's three rounds. This one isn't. It? It's not five. Um, he's never been beyond round two. Everything's been. Um, Who? Jemayev. Yeah. Jemayev. Everything's. Yeah, yeah. First or second round. Well, that's the mad thing. And that's an, mad- that's another thing that needs to to be taken into consideration. Is Gilbert is a resilient guy. He's been in wars and kept his cardio, kept everything. So again, I completely get everything. Blake says there, apart from his disrespect of the greatest of all time, Damian Meyer. Um, other than that, but I know that's just because I'm a massive Meyer fanboy, but um, I started looking at what kind of win streak he was on as you were saying that, Blake. Then I was like, that's not the, that's not the topic that we're discussing here. It doesn't matter. Um, but you know I'm always reluctant to 
get too on board with people who haven't been yep. tested. So if nothing else, this is a legitimate test. Even if we think Chemayev is going to breeze it, it's a legitimate test. It's someone on his, his record that you can go, oh, right, he's he's fought for a belt. He's fought s- s- some of the best in the world. Um, so, so, yeah, I think it's it's a weird one, isn't it? Because it, equally, to fight the number three in, in the world this early in your career kind of thing seems crazy, but it, it does make sense. I, I know when it was announced, I thought... That's a big jump from from where you were, but that I think you need big jumps if you're finishing everyone that quickly and that easily. You need to make big jumps like that, so we can find I, I out if if the UFC thought it was all just hype, they wouldn't have made that fight. They would have given him some more fights to keep keep that train running a little bit before they give him a killer. Uh, as as an example, f- f- friend of the podcast, Paddy the Baddie, because we've seen him show weaknesses in the past i think it will be a slower build because they don't want to they they want to rightfully develop him he's still young that hype train is speeding along so i don't think they're going to turn around with someone like paddy and go you got a couple of wins is his here's the last title contender or whatever but hamzat yeah as you say he's 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 he needs the test special, i guess man. And they must have confidence. Yeah, I, I in think post-fight show will will know a lot more about Hamza. I think I think we'll then be able to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. This this is where we're going now. Like I think this is the test, and I think you know I can't wait. I I think it's going to be amazing. But imagine this, yeah. Say Hamza beats Gilbert Burns in the first round, which I actually think could very easily happen. Say he beats, how? Beats how Gilbert do you Burns. see that happening, Blake? I think he could do it in a multi. I, I I think he could do it in a couple of ways. I really think he could Smash. land a strike that just Gilbert Burns is not expecting. I also think he could take him down, and I know that that's Gilbert's world. But I think at that elite level of MMA, wrestling seems to always outdo the jujitsu, or, or more often than not, more often than not, I think the wrestlers have more of their way than the than the jiu-jitsu guys. Also, I think, you know, let's not overlook the bromance between Darren Till and Hamzat Shemaev. Hamzat has already knocked out Gerald Mearshart, who I think is quite a tough guy, um, and with one punch. And now he's training with a guy that is, you know, one of the better strikers in the UFC. You know, say what you like about Darren Till and whether people think that he might be overrated and favoured by the UFC and all that kind of stuff. You look at his fight with Robert Whittaker. Robert Whittaker is the second best middleweight in the world. And Darren Till had a close fight with him. It wasn't the most exciting striking battle, but it was thought out. It was chess-like. It, it, you know, he's trying to set traps and see what he can do. Hamzat can learn hmm. so much from him. The same way Darren Till can learn so much from Hamzat in terms of like takedown defense and, and, and grappling and all that kind of stuff. But how mad would this be if, if Hamzat, just even if he just beats Burns, let alone finishes him if he just beats Burns his next fight is for the belt and he's never yeah. even main evented anything and his next fight will be the headlining paper has he fight. even co-main evented I don't evented. think he has it's not even no, co-main evented he's right? only ever yeah. fought I think wasn't it all isn't it all been first round finishes other than maybe John Phillips his first UFC fight mm-hmm. where it got into the second round um, mm. and he finished him with a das. I just Oh, I'm just I'm just all aboard the Hamza train. I, when fighters like this come along, I just want to get on board. 
and I want to I want to ride that train till the wheels fall off. So I'm on it. Let's let's go. Hamzat Shemaev, he's going to do this, and then he's going to fight Ber, um, Usman or Leon. Well, that's the other thing. Is what well, has the Leon Edwards fight officially been announced? I don't I, think so. I don't think no. Dana said it's Leon. We all want it to be Leon. We're all expecting it to be Leon, and most importantly, it should be Leon. But yeah, that fight has not officially been announced yet. And we all know what Leon's luck is like. If Hamzat Shemaev smashes Gilbert Burns inside that first round and calls for a title shot, and the ink's not done on the Leon Edwards fight, you never know. Because he's a bigger name and will get bigger numbers, and Usman will probably rather fight Hamzat for the money. I mean, there's another um, uh, spanner in the Leon Edwards fight works that Hamzat could also get a lot of traction by calling out, and that's young Mr. McGregor who said that he's he, he wants to fight Usman in, yeah. instead he's he's going to step straight in I don't think that will happen I think they'll go with Leon but if Hamzat wanted to say look Connor you want to move up and get a title shot beat me Connor's and, not taking you know, that fight again, <laughs> Connor wouldn't Connor go near it but, but it's a good one to shout out and it? it'll it'll make Jemayev look good and it'll get all the Connor fans angry and fired I up. think it might be better of him yeah. to call out like Leon Edwards. Because again, because yeah. if you have got Connor sniffing around a title shot, the, which he could get... Because that fight was meant to happen meant, so many times, if, wasn't if it? If you're yeah. Hamzat, you call out Leon maybe, or you call for the belt or and say, look, I've obviously just smashed his guy. Or you call out Leon and say, look, go. you know we're the number one guys. Connor's sniffing around Usman, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you do that. But, I mean, I'd love to see him fight Colby yeah. just because I'd love to see Colby get smashed as well. but Or smashed. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm all aboard the Hamzat train. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not just expecting him to, to win this fight. I'm expecting him to maybe become champion. If, if, if not in the, in the fight after against Usman, I can see Usman moving up or doing something else or whatever. I can see Hamzat being a champion Within the next couple of years. I love it. I love the excitement. Oh, well on board, aren't you? I am, mate. Your hatred it. for Gilbert that's, Burns knows I mean, no boundaries. That's, like, <laughs> that's some bold predictions in the first three. Stu calling a second round f- 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 finish, m- me picking Sterling to win, and, and, and Blake saying not even a round. That's Not why you come to the MMA fan podcast, listeners. You, you don't <laughs> get professionals that know what they're talking about. No, you get crazy people and the with these bad is, takes. Let's do it. All, all we need is one of them to be right and everyone yeah, will forget exactly. the other two. <laughs> like, I can't believe they got yes. that right. God, those lads at the MMA fan podcast, those <laughs> MMA mavericks. Look at them go. Okay, well, look, there's so many more fights on this card, and we, we, we won't discuss them all, but um, ne- next on the list, uh, Tisha Torres uh, is fighting Mackenzie Dern. Um, I mean, this is Mackenzie's coming off the loss to uh, Rodriguez after a, a, a nice winning streak. Do we see Dern getting back to her winning ways with this? Personally, I think I think that's the case for me. I don't. Oh, for fuck's sake. Know, Do you know what? Got Since you've got COVID, mate, you've been really <laughs> argumentative. So much hate coming out from you today, mate. <laughs> oh, it's all the spike proteins. They're driving me nuts. No, I mean, look, Dern could win it. I think she's got to go full Bear Jew Craig on this. Lock Torres up and just pull guard. 
That's how Dern wins this fight. Is this you... man called Full Bear Jew? I love full that. Full Bear Jew. Go Full Bear Jew. <laughs> um, go Full Bear Jew, pull guard, and just take him into... Because if it goes to the ground, yeah, Torres is, is in trouble. But I think Torres is compact. She's strong. Uh, I, she, she moves well. I, 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 that fight she had with Angela Hill, I think, was a really good good fight for her. Um and also, you look at Tisha Torres's record. Now, that's a record. I mean, she has fallen against the elites. But when you look at who Tisha Torres has been beaten by, all of them are either champions, former champions, or title contenders. You're talking about Rose Namajunas, Jessica Andrade, Zhang Weili, Joanna Jatek, and now Marina Rodriguez, who is probably the front runner to fight the winner of Rose and Esparza for the belt. After that fight's done, probably around the end of the year. All decisions as well. She hasn't yeah. been stopped by any of them. That, that, no, like she's clearly not at that top elite champion level, but she's the tier below that. And I think she will give mm. anyone, anyone a tough time. And yeah, I, I, I think if she can keep it on the feet, which I think she, she absolutely can then I think it's a really tough night for Dern. Her striking is nowhere near good enough to hang with Tisha Torres. It's just, can she go full bear to and just pull her pull her to the ground and, and, and wrap her up? Which again, if it goes to the ground, it's Dern all day long. But I don't think it's going to be easy to put Torres on the ground. Hmm. Kins? <clears throat> um, well, I mean, as you know, I, 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 I love a specialist. So I'm a big fan of Dern. I think she's exciting, but... I think also she suffers from what a lot of specialists did with your your Damien Myers or whomever else is, as Blake says, get, getting it to their area of, of speciality, getting it to the ground. She's not sh- shown great prowess in that. So, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one. And and Blake's completely right on the on the people on Tisha Torres's record. I remember a four or five fight losing streak and wondering why she hasn't been cut. You now look at it at who all those fighters are or went on to be. And you're like, all right, that's a very, that's about as credible a four fight losing streak as you can get basically. Um, So yeah, it's an interesting one. It's as I said, it's always tough with these fighters who've been around a long time and, you know, we've seen that they're beatable. Um, So, I'm leaning towards Mackenzie Dern, but again, I think that's because I love a bit of BJJ. I love when someone comes in at that ridiculously high level and gets to go, look, the old UFC, this beats that, or this beats everything else. So, But again, I think it's it's far clo- closer than you, I may be would have thought before looking into records and, and things like that. Okay. Which... Um... Is there any specific fights that you, you, you guys really want to sort of discuss on here? There's, there's certainly one that I want to talk about. Um, but uh, I've got one, but it, oh, we don't have to spend ages on it. Which one do you want um, to yeah. shout out, Pip? Um, Alexi Olenek oh. going for his, his 60th win. His 60th win. This dude has had two nine fight win streaks and two 11 fight win streaks in his career completely separate that's insane anyone having a nine fight win streak you think that's mad an 11 fight you think that's madder but the dude's been doing it for so long he's been he's fought in 
four different decades. <laughs> that's ridiculous. He's, he's, you know, I'm just checking up his stats here. He's 73. That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember him from school? <laughs> um, it, it's, it's madness. And again, I know he's on a losing streak, but again, he's lost to some amazing people, but he's very much, he's going to go out there and do, he's going to go out there and be a tough grappler. He'll, he'll throw, he'll throw his punches, but yeah, it's just, it's a mad one. And his opponent, um, Avandera, it feels to me as if he's maybe there to give Olenek his 60th win. I mean, he's one and three in the UFC. He's lost to Arlovsky and Spivak and Romanov, who aren't necessarily the highest of the high. I know heavyweight is a weird division because it's really below those first two or three. It's anyone's game. But yeah, I just think um, on, on one of the podcasts put out by the Severe MMA lot, they had one of their experts give kind of a little bit of a history on Olenek and his mad life and career. And it just, it just had me so hyped for this fight when it was on the, the previous card before it got moved. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. The dude's a, a, a legend who's only kind of poked his head up as a legend in the last few years. He's just been quietly getting on with it, you know? Yeah, like 45 years old, had 76 fights and made his debut in 1996. So uh, it's that madness, is yeah, isn't it? And has beaten v- Verdum, Mark Hunt, yep. Tr- Travis Brown, some some good names on there. You know, there's Crocop. There's loads of not so great names on there, but he's beaten some legit people as well. So yeah, yeah, that's, I love uh, it. Uh, 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 I'm well up for it. <laughs> is it 59? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 16 and 1. Jesus, that's an insane record, isn't it? Yeah. Jeez. I'm just scrolling through and he beat he beat Julius Caesar. Um he beat Jesus. <laughs> um He's beaten some big names. Oh dear. Wonderful. Um Mr. Harrison, uh any other scraps on this card well, you- that 
you go because I know you, you you said you had one and then I, I can just pick up whatever's left uh, I want to talk about our boy and Gary obviously yeah congratulations nice. on getting married Ian yes. and Layla yes well um, I mean we, we, we speak about um, I think it was Pip mentioned that obviously they're they're bringing Paddy through um, slowly they're matching him you know well and they're not you know they're, they they obviously realise that they've got something special there. Um, I think the UFC are going to be doing this with Ian Gary. Um, I, I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, he's, his record speaks for itself. He's 8-0. Um, you know, he has got a lot of charisma in his back pocket. He's got great chat. And and I think, obviously, that, that UFC debut, incredible shot, put him away, you know, grabs the mic, Echoes Connor's sentiments and like and you know it, it, it just fans the flames. Obviously, I don't think he's you know his hype and presence is anywhere near that of of, of Paddy's, but I think he'll get there. I think um, uh, to, to, to be honest, I think his debut fight in the UFC was you know, I'm going to say it was was more convincing than Paddy's. Um, I think, you know, for Paddy's debut, he got clipped uh, and it looked, you know, wonky for a moment. And then obviously Paddy does what Paddy does. But I think Ian, Ian Gary's debut was just fantastic. And uh, yeah, I just don't, uh, I, I don't know too much um, uh, about Darian Weeks. I've seen that he's had, I think, one fight in the UFC uh, at the moment. He's literally come off of two losses as a boxer. Uh yeah, he's a boxer as well, isn't he? So again, it's matching up a striker. It, it, it makes sense and it's logical. But when we there, saw Ian Gary um, win his Cage Warriors belt against, I'll oh, remind me of his name, Blake. Um, Jack. Jack, uh, Grant. Jack. Jack Grant. Like Jack Grant is is an absolute beast on the ground. You know that that's his. You know he's he's now in in Bellator, uh, and and Ian Gary, he was very comfortable on the floor, and he's been. Training daily with Gilbert Burns. I know. I know you're not a fan, Blake. Um, but uh, he's uh, he's been. Like, <laughs> won't have learned anything against that squad. <laughs> uh, Training with that. Uh, I mean, there's something really Look, good. Ian I Gary mean, would be the best win on his record. That's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> um, oh, I uh, love Gilbert Burns. Like uh, Ian Gary posted something brilliant uh, on his on his Instagram uh, the other day. He was being mauled by uh, Gilbert Burns, and you could you couldn't even really see Ian Gary. And I think on his Instagram he just put uh, just winning a game of hide and seek with Gilbert Burns. So you can't see me, can you? <laughs> like he's been completely dwarfed by Gilbert Burns. But brilliant. you know to see brilliant. to you know to see what he was doing with his with his then camp to then obviously moving to the states and just training you know, with legit killers. Like, I, I think we're going to see Ian Gary continue his, his quest to be something very, very special. And uh, and I, I see... I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm no expert on, on, on Darian Weeks, but I do think that the UFC are going to be matching Ian Gary smart uh, and, and bringing him through because they know that he's, he's, he's a real prospect. So I, I see potentially another first-round KO. I, th- I think as well though if they're if they're they're doing a nice slow build doing it all sensibly Ian should be looking earlier on in the card for a potential call out for his mm. next white fight if Mickey Gall yeah. gets the win he's a decent 
Sai's name. He's a beatable fighter. Um, I think that'd be a logical either Mickey Gall call out Ian Gary or Ian Gary a call out Mickey Gall. And uh, he's currently r- r- ranked ab- above him. So, yeah, I think that'd be an interesting uh, n- next step. Again, not speeding things along and, too uh, and, o- and obviously, uh, Mickey likes to derail the hype trains, doesn't he? You know, CM Punk, mm-hmm. Sage Northcutt, you know, he uh, he called them yep. both out and he, he, he obviously just dealt with them both. That's how he's got his name, so I can completely see him calling out Ian if he gets the win, in fact, before that mm. fight even happens. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the only thing about Darian Weeks is that his record is slightly deceiving because he's only 5-1, and one, so he's got less professional fights than Ian Gary, but he has a very, very extensive amateur record. Like, he's had an awful lot mm. of amateur MMA fights. So, I mean, I wonder if we might see Ian Gary go to his wrestling and grappling on this one and just mm-hmm. see, I mean, if you're fighting a guy that's come off of a couple of boxing bouts, whether he's won or lost, you know that that guy's been, been fixing up his striking. Maybe it might be better for him to, 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 to you know, mix the martial arts and, uh, and use his striking along with a bit, of, a bit of grappling, some takedowns against the fence, all that kind of stuff. But obviously I'm expecting Gary to win. We all are. We think that this is, you know, as I say, the slow roll to, to build him up to be something special, hopefully. Um, other than that, there are a few interesting characters and, and fights on the card. You've got... Um, what I want to maybe end this on is talking about the state of the heavyweight division. So I'll end this by just mentioning Rosenstrike and, and Tybora, and maybe we can talk about the heavyweight division a little bit because it seems like it's one of the healthiest it's ever been. Uh, so I'll let you guys kind of stew on that for a second. But I wanted to mention uh, Mark Madsen. I think he's such an interesting fighter. Mark Madsen... It is uh, a, a Danish, a Danish uh, silver medalist in Greco-Roman re- wrestling at the Olympics. He's been quite mm. inactive. He's only been fighting like once a year in the UFC. You know, he's not been overly, um, overly active. But I kind of think he's he's not young. He's about thirty-six, thirty-seven. So he's got to get a bit of a skate on if he wants to make a run. But he's an undefeated. He's undefeated in MMA. And he's got this amazing kind of Greco-Roman wrestling to to, to fall back on. Um, and I think the ceiling could be high for him, but he's really got to put a run together and avoid injuries. Vince Pichel is a fun fighter. Uh, I've seen him in a couple of just like fun back and forth scraps. But I'm expecting Mark Madsen to win this. Um, and I'm hoping that he can do it sort of quickly so that we can see him again and again. And he can actually start having some interesting fights against people further up the roster because he's got, again, you talk about specialists. This guy's a specialist and he's very, very good at what mm. he does. Um, outside of that, you've got Aspen Ladd and Raquel Pennington. This is actually, I don't know if it says a lot about the state of the bantamweight division really, but you, this is a massive fight actually at bantamweight. Raquel Pennington's on a three-fight win streak. She beats Aspen Ladd, who's ranked fourth, and she's on a four-fight win streak. That's saying a lot. In May, you've got Holly Holm versus Caitlin Vieira. You know Holly Holm's always close to a title shot, and Caitlin Vieira's coming off that big win against Misha Tate. It looks to me like the winner of, of Holly Holm and Caitlin Vieira and the winner of Aspen Ladd and Raquel Pennington could be going for title shots next, particularly if Juliana Pena beats Nunes again and there's no trilogy there. So this actually could be quite a big fight. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards Pennington in this because I think she's got all the momentum. Aspen Ladd's had a lot of issues with, with weight cuts. Um, she was called out in the media 
because she quote unquote blamed her period. I think that's, you know, we've spoken to female fighters that seems to be sort of a legitimate excuse. It does affect you, your, your weight cut massively. Um, but then also there was the controversy about during her fight with Norma Dumont, I think it was, which was actually took place at featherweight, her cornerman slash partner. I think the way he was speaking to her, even though I don't remember having a massive issue yeah. with it at the time, it got, <clears throat> excuse me, it got, it was under the microscope a bit and it got a lot of scrutiny about whether he should have been talking to his female athlete that way. And there were some people saying if it was a male athlete, no one had a problem. It wasn't a, a male female dynamic. It was a coach and fighter dynamic. I sort of agree with that. Mm-hmm. But then there's other people coming out and saying that no, that you can't just say that it is a man talking to a woman and the way that he was talking to her, trying to get her up for the fight and saying that he's not seeing enough from her and she's not doing enough and kind of berating her a little bit was was uncalled for. And funnily enough, Misha Tate, who had a go at her about the period stuff, came out in defense of um, of Aspen Ladd and against her coach publicly about that. So Aspen's had a lot of stuff going on in the public eye lately and it makes me wonder about... Has, how has she coped with that mentally? Is she going to be all right going into this fight? Is she going to be as focused? Does she feel like the eyes of the world are on her a little bit for the wrong reasons? I don't know. And also, she's coming off a loss, and, loss and Raquel, Raquel Pennington is coming off of a three-fight win streak now. It makes me think that Pennington's probably got all the momentum going into this one, so I'm seeing her her win that. But um, unless anyone's got anything else to say about that, can we talk about the heavyweight division a little bit? Let's do it. Because, I mean, Rosenstrike, Tybura, Rosenstrike's eighth, Tybura's tenth. It feels to me very much like a grappler versus striker match. I, I, I feel like neither of them are going to challenge for a belt. They're solid heavyweights. I don't see them ever challenging for a belt. But yeah. when we look at the top of the heavyweight division at the moment, we've seen, obviously, Tom Aspinall the other week do incredible things. Curtis Blades last Mate, week. Mate, shut that every- I mean, yeah. oh my God. Like, terrifying. <clears throat> and that's from the, probably the yeah. best wrestler in the division. He yep. knocked out Chris Dorcas. Yep. Um, the heavyweight division feels really exciting at the moment. I mean, Nganu is possibly injured and out. He's had surgery on his knee for like nine months or something like that. You've got mm. arguably the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time, Stipe Miocic, just kind of hanging around. We don't know what he's going to do. You've got... Completely ignoring Curtis. Oh, yeah. Blades the brilliant. other night on the call-out. <laughs> just having having selfies with people yeah. as the camera cats to him and Curtis is going, I respect you, Stipe, but... And he's like... <laughs> yeah. Talking to him, what? <laughs> Who's that? All right. Harsh. It cold. was very cold, but I think it was absolutely right, especially for someone that's like, I'm only fighting for belts. <laughs> John Jones is the yeah. other thing where we're like, is he going to fight a heavyweight? Can he keep himself? Um, Do you know out? what? Bore off, John Jones. Like, just bore yeah, off. It annoys me that John Jones is like, part of the heavyweight off, conversation when years he's for so to just long, fucking but... do it. Like, just get on with it. Mm. Or like, put up or shut up. Like, f- melt. <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but let's be honest. If he goes over to the UFC and gives them a reasonable number to fight for, or what they believe yeah. is a reasonable number to fight for, I probably should say, you know they're booking him in a title shot immediately. So he has to be part of the conversation, because yeah. he just is. Um, then you've got the 
one of the most fun guys on the roster in Taito Ivasa, who's on like a four or five fight win streak. Then you've got Tom Aspinall, who was smashing it the other night and was absolutely incredible. Did to Volkov what no one does to Volkov. Then you've got Curtis Blades as well. Mm. I mean, that division is absolutely just, there's so many permutations of fights that I would like to see at the moment. And I'm really interested in, and you've still got fun characters like, like Derek Lewis, like uh, we're talking about like Olinick. We've got Rosenstrike Tabura. Volkov, I know, is coming off that loss, but he's still a good fighter, man. I mean, it's, it's great. And then you've got people like Sergei Pavlovich, who is slowly, quietly creeping his way up and I think could be a problem for a lot of people in, in a while to come as well. So I just think the heavyweight division is in such a great place. And I wondered, say Ngannou's out, what, what do you do with the heavyweight division? Of those kind of top guys, how do you match them up? I think do... Like if they, if they're gonna put an interim, then is Cyril Garn fighting for that? Surely Cyril Garn. I forgot Cyril Garn. Like I was gonna say, you know, he's yeah. the number one <laughs> uh, contender there. Um, so surely surely Garn's in the in in the running for the the interim. You know, just just down to his placement. But people are talking about Tuvas versus. And his run, yeah. like the fact he was undefeated until yeah. the title shot. And so shot, does he fight you know? potentially Stipe for an interim? I don't know. I think if all the all the chips are on the... if Or all the pieces are on the board, you go yeah. Stipe and Garn. But Stipe isn't necessarily chomping at the bit to come but back, is he? But you've got talk of Tom versus Ty. I mean, I'm all over that fight. I, I, think, that's, I think that's a great fight for Tom Aspinall. Um, I, I, I would if I was Tom Aspinall, I would take that fight with Ty over a fight with Curtis Blades uh, all day I, long. Yeah. Like I, I think mm. you know he, he's so well rounded, Tom Aspinall. I think you know if uh, if if he gets hold of Ty to a or I think he could he could you know finish that. Um, whereas I think you, you get hold of Curtis Blades, and as we've now seen, Curtis Blades can throw hands, you know, and he's rapid, you know. So I think mm. that's. That's a pretty even fight, you know, as, 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 a, as a fan looking at that, him versus Aspinall. But C- Curtis has, has had some questions over his chin, though, in, in, mm-hmm. in recent times, more so than Ty, I'd say. So, again, there's... Yeah. But as, but, as, I mean, as, his chin has been tested by Ngannou twice and Derek Lewis once. I mean, they are the heaviest hitters yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And, yeah, I, I, I guess... John Jones is he's he's maybe in the mix, but this year oh, he's been saying, oh, "How long does it take to go up?" Like, I mean, don't get me up. You, you know, you are going up a lot, but fucking hell, he's a professional athlete with the best dietitians. It's and complicated the best though because it, it, people on the planet wrapped around depe- him yet. He's still just sitting there slating fighters on his social media every time an heavyweight fights. And it's like, well, do something then. Yeah, but it depends on his bail requirements. <laughs> exactly, that in mind. piece of shit. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Who, I, hear yeah. what, I hear what you're saying with all that. But again, as you say, and you make a joke about it, but it's true. I think he probably would have made his heavyweight debut by now if it weren't for all the out-of-the-cage allegations. It and it wasn't for him. Well, yeah. it wasn't for him, exactly. Um, yeah. But let's say those charges, I believe, have been dropped now. I might be, or, or because actually, the, obviously, there's there's the domestic abuse charges, which I believe have been dropped. That come after the hit America and run on the had, pregnant woman, didn't it? 
Yes. That's yeah. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, that was um, after that. Yeah. The the thing with the American way of doing things is that it seems like the domestic abuse ones were just before we started headbutting. That's that well, that's what car. I was getting onto because so they're going to be separate things. Because the the headbutting the police car has got nothing. Because the, the reason the allegations of domestic abuse I think have gone now are because America has that system where the victim has to press charges. And the victim yeah. is his long-term fiance, the mother of his children. His she's decided. Wife. Yeah, she's decided not to press charges mm-hmm. for whatever reason. You know, um, but the headbutt in the police car—that's that's a charge that the police will bring on him. And there's video evidence that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that something like that necessarily comes with jail time or anything. But that's good. It's interesting because it depends, weirdly, it's down to monetary value. If the damage is, I think, something like over two grand, it goes from being a misdemeanor to a felony right. offence. So that's why people were like, oh, what did he like? Did he headbutt the door or did he do this or do that kind of thing? So it's weird that yeah. it's a monetary thing there on, on, on how much shit he could be. But in. it's highly possible he could but, just pay yeah, that out, right? I'd imagine there's a, there's a thing yeah. of like, if yeah, you just yeah, pay. Yeah, then you're done, yeah. which he can yeah. clearly do. Um, has has yeah, there been yeah. much said by um, Dana on John Jones? I've not. I don't think I've really heard him say too much. Not no, an awful lot. no, not an awful lot. I don't think. But um, and again, that's kind of sad because there was a time w- w- when the UFC would take action, regardless of if there's charges or that. Do you know what I mean? They had their terms of 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 um of behaviour kind of thing. They got rid of um what's his name Torres for tweeting about having a rape van, um and things like that. They they had a kind of code of conduct, I guess, and that seems to have gone out the way in the in the money era. That it's like if if there was a code of conduct. Connor wouldn't yeah. be in the company anymore. John Jones wouldn't be in the company anymore. Greg Hardy wouldn't be. Oh, yeah, they're money, not. aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not. That's good news. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's I, an I exciting just, division, man. It is. Yeah, you, you, you're bang on, Blake. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I mean, because I think if you're the UFC and you've got every option available to you, the biggest fight that you can make is John Jones Miocic for an interim belt, and then either mm-hmm. one of those guys wins. You've got an interesting fight with Ngannou. You've either got the trilogy or you've got John Jones in Ghana, which I think a lot of people want to see. I think Aspinall tie yeah. is a really fun fight and a great matchup, I think, for Tom Aspinall. What is your problem with Cyril Garn? You're just completely ignoring I'm not, him. No, I'm not <laughs> I, I don't quite know what... To, Crowd no, will go crazy for Aspinall yeah, tie to a vassal, wouldn't they? Crowd will be Especially mad for that. Especially if it happened in England. Mm. I mean, I, I, mean I, mm. I, I think if it happened in Australia, I think it'd be great as well. But... Um, I think that is the fight to make. Cyril Garn is in an interesting spot because do we want to see Cyril Garn's next fight to be for an interim title when he just lost his interim title fighting for the main belt? I don't know that I do want to see him mm. fight for the interim belt next. I think I want to see him get a win. But do you... Uh, him fighting Curtis Blades, for example, is a really tricky fight. Curtis Blades ha- holds that that card that Garn is probably going to be most afraid of, that wrestling He's probably the best wrestler in the division. Mm. So that's a real tricky one. Whoever, however they match these guys up now is going to be really, really interesting. Um, but I, for fun, I just really want to see Tom Aspinall versus Ty Tuivasa. And then in terms of interim yeah. belts, if Miocic 
Jones, if they're both on there, I can see them just doing that. If uh, if one of them's not, then maybe Cyril Garn can can slip in, or maybe Curtis Blades can come in. But at the end of that, I think you you've got five or six. If everyone's available and fit and help, you've got five or six really interesting guys in that division. And there's loads of permutations that could work out really, really well and be really, really interesting. It's very one of the most exciting times for heavyweight, I think, for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, any other fights? No. I think, yeah, not, not really. Nothing really leaping out at me that's left. I think we've, we've covered, covered a lot, haven't we? Okay. Okay. Um, has anybody seen... The I've not seen it yet, but I've been told to go uh, check it. I'm just trying to uh, find out who it was. The um, Rod Tang, uh, the one championship fight between Rod Tang and Demetrius Johnson. I I, I couldn't have had l- less interest in this, but I've heard it was really good. Like like in the build up to it, I was like, it's so dumb because you have one round of Muay Thai, one round of grappling Muay Thai MMA or whatever but apparently it's yeah. Really good. yeah yeah Muay Thai MMA apparently it was was great and there's now talk for more mixed rules fights I, I'm, I'm on board I mean not in the UFC mm-hmm. but uh, if other organisations want to do it I I love the thought of you know right this is because from what I'm told uh, in, in the first round like Johnson got absolutely obliterated uh, with knees, elbows, just got schooled uh, in, in in Muay Thai, managed to get to the end of the round and then come out in the second round of MMA and, and obviously uh, done what he does because he's arguably the greatest. Um, and yeah, and, and, and subbed him rear naked choke. But why the thing that I can't get around is why you're saying that with any kind of shock in your voice. Well... Like the first round, the the world class Muay Thai guy beat the shit out of the guy who's, n- who's never had a Muay Thai fight, and then in the second round, the world class MMA guy beat the guy who's never had an MMA fight. I'm on board. I, I, yeah. I like the idea of it. I think it it's uh, you know you're going to put legends together, and it's like let's let's. let's. From what I've heard, what made it good was uh, Demetrius went yeah. for it because because what I thought was right, you're going to have one round of one fighter just defending and trying not to get finished, and then the next round of the other fighter just defending. And that can cause real... He had to move forward to grapple. Really and like, and that was what I was told, that second yeah. round. That was what was exciting, that, that DJ like literally yeah. had to go forward and, 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 and put himself in the, the, the firing line. But... I love that we're analysing a fight that none of us. Oh, it's seen. literally it's 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 on my <laughs> this it's is on peak my MMA fandom, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> here's what I liked about it. No, here's what I didn't like about it. I've not seen it, but <laughs> wonderful. All right, well, look, gents, um, Pip, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, it's always a pleasure. It's great to be uh, back to Thank chat you, to you. Um, we'll be back uh, in a couple of days with uh, with the post-fight show, um, and yeah, enjoy the scraps. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye guys.